Hello and welcome to the Tea in Tokyo podcast. This is episode 20. My name is Sonia. And I'm Ellie. And what do we talk about this week? So this week we visited some parks in Otaku and we also visited Mount Takao. Yeah, that and more coming up right now. Okay, so in the final week before we go back to work, we decided it was time to do a little bit of exploring again. Uh, mostly because the state of emergency ended in Japan, well in Tokyo, actually in all of Japan, ended on the 1st of June, so we decided to go and explore a little bit. Uh, no wait, it didn't even end on the 1st Yeah, it didn't end on the 1st. The 1st of June is when we go back to work. Yeah, you're right. It was the 23rd. So it was meant to end on the 1st of June. Yeah, but it ended a week early. Yeah. So we thought, all right, cool. Well, let's go to a couple of places. And uh, especially let's go like during the week uh, while we still had work off, but we knew that everyone else would be at work. So Mm. it'd be quiet. And it was actually really nice. So we started off going to a couple of parks in Otaku because we thought... Mm. You know, let's start off by not going too far. And it actually turns out there's some really nice parks in our area anyway. Yeah. Um, Otaku is actually the largest province in Tokyo. Oh, sorry, ward in Tokyo. So there's plenty to do here. Which is weird because I feel like you don't hear about Otaku. Like, I hadn't heard about it until... Yeah, because it's got like... it's, It's the biggest, but by population it's only like... It's like middle of the pack, you know? So yeah, which is like a good here. thing, right? Because it means it's got more space than yeah, the other ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are going to go to like an aquarium, but then it turns out it's closed. We are going to go to this other like bird park, but that was closed. So quite a lot was closed. But it's okay, because the one that we went to was actually really nice. So, it was so cool. Um, you can pronounce it. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's Sinzo Kuiki. Yeah, and it's like... Kuiki? Yeah, K-U-I-K-E. So you can pronounce it how you like. Senzo Kueki. Mm. So we bussed over there uh, from our place. It only took like 15 minutes to get there. Yeah, just the one bus. And man, like we won't really know what we were, like what to expect from this because it's, you know, it's just like a local park. It was literally just on, so I keep on getting sponsored posts from like the Facebook page called Visit Otar Yeah. or something. And so I tagged Somia in a post that was advertised in this park ages ago but yeah it didn't actually say much about it just see try visiting this beautiful park mm. so we were like okay sure your advertising has worked on us yeah man it's so nice it's like a park with a giant lake in the middle well like not a giant pond. but yeah it's, it's a big pond it's a giant pond a small lake yeah. <laughs> not even a small lake a tiny lake <laughs> and with like a pathway all around it so you yeah. can walk all around it I and think it yeah, was, it was I great. feel like I read that it was like the one of the biggest ponds in Tokyo maybe yeah, I can believe that. It's pretty big. Yeah. Like, there wouldn't be that much space to put something that big, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, the first thing I noticed that was really nice is the planting. Like, they planted some really nice trees, like, everywhere. Everything was so nicely, like, placed. Well, it wasn't, like... I feel like it was almost the opposite in that it was placed nicely, don't get me wrong, but it seemed more natural in that you could see that it was planting in action. Like, it wasn't already, like, a beautiful, established and, like super aesthetic and like well-groomed looking park yeah it was yeah, like they were like actively growing things out in the open yeah it was just everything was sectioned so nicely mm. but yeah exactly so yeah that was that was really nice see and the first thing i noticed was yeah and at first is something that like i'm not a big child like, i'm not a big good with children or anything but like i always find if a park has like lots of kids 
It's like, to me, it immediately screams that it's like a nice area. There was a lot of families with like little kitties wandering around. And to me, yeah, that true. means that it's like a pleasant, safe family zone. That was the yeah. first thing I noticed, was that there was a bunch of kids. Yeah, true, because we walked in, in the playground area. Yeah, we entered nice, through yeah. the playground entrance, so... Yeah. That was cool. Um, what we both loved is that there are so many animals there as well. So many. Fish, which apparently were catfish, but we're not quite sure. Yeah, oh, and giant um, koi fish, I think. Yeah, they like massive. all looked kind of the same, but some of them had whiskers and some of them didn't, so apparently that yeah. means they're two different types. So the whiskers one was definitely a catfish, it has to be. Mm. And then the other one... It was gold, so we'll go with koi. Mm. And they obviously like got fed because whenever they heard you walking, so there was like wooden walkways all the way around mm. the pond, and like if they heard the vibrations of you walking on it, like, so many of them would like swim towards. Yeah, I find that so interesting because you never expect fish to behave in the same way that you would expect like a mammal to behave. I don't know. I feel like surely we know that because like eels do that in New Zealand. But yeah, I feel like for like I don't know. I always think of eels as being different from actual fish, right? I like categorize them yeah, separately in my head. I'm really gonna think about that. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, so it's kind of weird to just have normal fish like behaving like little pets. Yeah, and there were uh, turtles there as well. Yeah. Um, actually, that's kind of it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was also like ducks and ducklings. We saw a bunch of ducklings, which oh, was yeah, cute. True. Um, and there was cats, and there was people with their dogs. So we literally yeah. had everything we could possibly need. <laughs> yeah, and also on top of there being like animals in a nice park, there was even like a cool little shrine like in the middle. Yeah. That you have to go over uh, a little bridge to get to and stuff. You know, one of those standard like super aesthetic read Japanese like, bridges yeah. to get to it, which was cool. One thing I really wanted to get a photo of that I just couldn't get was occasionally the fish would jump out of the water. Mm. And we were so confused the first time because we just heard it. And then you kind of see the splash. And I thought for sure something had fallen off a tree. Mm. You know, I was like, what the hell was that? Because that was so loud. Mm. <laughs> it was such like a heavy splash. Um, and then we noticed there was fish literally just jumping out. Who knows I wonder why. if they were like fighting or something. Yeah, I reckon <laughs> you know surely. It was just like, that was like the end of spring. Maybe they were, you know, making babies. Yeah, true. Maybe. I don't know how fish do that. <laughs> so who knows? Um, but yeah, I could never time it. You know, that's impossible to time. Yeah, you can't predict because they did, weren't jumping out regularly enough that you could just like stop and stare at the same spot for ages. Yeah. It was very like intermittent. Mm. Uh, yeah, but this, that was like the first kind of proper place that we had been since um, since we'd been staying at home for the last two months. And it was mm-hmm. nice. It was going, going to like an outdoor space. You know, that was like more fresh air than we've had in such a long <laughs> yeah. time. It was even raining, but because it's so warm, it didn't even matter. Oh, yeah, like, I bought my umbrella because I knew it was going to rain, but, like, we still were just wearing, like, our T-shirts. Like, you didn't need to layer up because it was so humid. Yeah. It was good. And, like, there were still people with kids and stuff walking around, even though it was raining quite a bit, mm. actually. I was happy with that. That was, like, for a first trip back It out. was very, like, chill. Yeah. You wouldn't come to Tokyo and be like, oh, man, I'm going to go to Senzo Kuki. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, definitely not, no. It was very much like a... Yeah. This is... Uh, I reckon any park like this is... Even, we'll talk about later that we went to Matsukawa, but even that is, I feel like something for people that live here. Mm. Because if you're coming to Japan and you have a month here, there's no way Matsukawa or, I mean, especially these parts. You might do Matsukawa if you're staying for a whole month, even a couple of weeks. But we'll talk about that one later. I don't know, because there's like, like, think about everything you do in Japan. And, like, yeah. you know, uh, I haven't even, like, we had never heard of Malzakao before we came here, right? Yeah, but so, I feel like it's one of those places where, like, the locals tell you about it, which is exactly what happened to us. So the, <laughs> so the next uh, the next place that we went to was uh, another local park. Mm. 
uh, Joe Yanjima. Yan? Oh, Joe. Yeah, Nan. No, Joe Nanjima. Yeah, John and Jima. Yeah, John and Jima. Seaside Park. Park. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it was called, Seaside Park. Yeah, this one was right next to the airport. Hanadi uh, Airport. Yeah, Hanadi Airport. Uh, it was like a 40-minute bus ride from our place. It, it took forever. It's and crazy yet- to me that we can still be in Ota. Yeah. For 40 minutes on the bus when, like, there's 23 wards. And yeah, you still exactly. stay within well. Like, it's just madness. Yeah. Sometimes I'm blown away by having <laughs> Tokyo with. <laughs> Yeah, and this was so. This was the seaside park, obviously, like a walk around the harbour. Um, another perfect thing to do to yeah. ease our way back out of um, isolation. Although it was one of those things, right? Where when we were going there, because I just like looked up again the same like visit Otar Facebook page suggested it, and so I was like, sweet, let's do it. The same day, I think we saw it. We just the next day we decided to go. Um, it goes through like an industrial area, so I feel like you wouldn't be there naturally unless yeah, you like. You plan on going so yeah we caught the bus and it was like it was just like a beach right i think it's a nice place to go if you want to go for a wee walk mm. if you're there for the beach like that's there's not, good not you're not going there for the yeah. beach yeah um you're not actually allowed to swim there because on one side it's the airport and on the other side it's like the shipping port yeah so you're actually not allowed to swim i guess and the, you wouldn't want to swim i feel like because the water looked pretty gross yeah the water was disgusting like it didn't smell bad or anything but it did look gross yeah yeah it was like it was such a dark color, and it's funny because, unlike some lights, you couldn't really see that color very well. But I was wearing Polaroid sunglasses, and when you had that on, it was so obvious. It looked like sludgy water with your <laughs> yeah. sunglasses. Like. Yeah, it really did. Um, that's a perfect place to go if you want to go um, plane watching. Though. Yeah, there was a bunch of people yeah. like sitting along the same area. I felt like a baby with my little like camera. Yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, I'm pretty happy with my nice lens I have at the moment, which is like. Uh, it's a pretty big lens for like a it is yeah it's a because it's, it's um yeah it's an 80 millimeter lens um so it's you know it's pretty pretty nice size but then they had like you know like 600 they had ones that were like the length of my arm <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they were getting some really nice shots of the plane yeah. and i wanted to try to get a good shot but my, um, i just don't have enough zoom so i couldn't even do it and i think what actually scared us away in the end is we were sitting on these rocks alongside that like the point that was closest to Hannity airport where all the plane photographers were and then we like looked down i've just said like like 10 times in that sentence i'm yeah, aware Jesus of it Christ. we looked down and this giant earwig type bug scuttled past but it was huge it was like a silverfish yeah but a giant one yeah, so after that sort of ran past our yeah. like, butts where we were sitting, we were like, okay, sweet, let's I think get that's the here. biggest insect we've seen here so far. I don't know. I didn't even <laughs> see it properly, but that, like, just even Somya pointing it out to me and sort of seeing the general yeah. shape from a distance was. That's enough. the one thing I'm scared about summer coming up. Because, yeah. like, when I lived in uh, Australia, you'd always have, you know, cockroaches or some weird ass uh, insect in your house. I hope, get I hope we don't get it here. The fact that we're on the third floor, I feel like we probably won't. But we're going to have to be really careful, I think, with our rubbish and stuff. Because I don't want... Like, I feel like we'd freak out if that if that size insect was in our house. We would absolutely <laughs> freak out. We can't yeah. handle, like, a tiny, tiny little bug. How are we going to yeah. handle some giant flying cockroach? Uh, Again, there was lots of families, and it looked like a lot of couples on dates and stuff yeah. there as well, I noticed. Uh, yeah, but I enjoyed it, though, because... So on one side, um, you start off looking at, like, the airport, mm. right? Uh, it's a nice little view of the airport. And then you walk around, there's the ocean... 
And then there's the shipping containers, which looks kind of crap. <laughs> but when you go around that, you actually get a really, really good view of the entire city. Mm. Like you can see every single building from the Tokyo Tower to the Tokyo Sky Tree, and you can also see the Rainbow Bridge. You know, just every building. It looks yeah, it's so all nice. within one shot, like directly within your eyesight, like line of sight. You don't have to like turn your head or anything. Yeah. They're all just lined yeah, up right next there. to each other, which was cool. Yeah, what really surprised me was how tiny the buildings looked. Yeah. <laughs> like, we must have been a lot further than I thought because, yeah, everything looked so small. Like, you would never have thought that those buildings were so tall, like when you were sitting mm. next to it. Um, yeah, that really eased us into it nicely because I realized that we had been spending so long inside mm. that our legs kind of didn't even work. <laughs> Honestly, because we were doing... Okay, we were pretty good, I think, this lockdown. We both made sure we did 100 squats, 100 crunches, and by the time I'd done that, I was kind of lazy, so I'd do, like, 20 or so push-ups. But, like, we did that every day. So we weren't completely, like, inanimate 24-7, but that wasn't enough to prepare us for actually, like, walking, you know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah. We, we didn't do any cardio at all, so... And so, yeah, our, our endurance has become, like, crap. Yeah. And we really figured that one out the next day. Actually, no, wait. The next day we had a break. But then the... Because we were like, okay, you know, we've done that two days in a row now. We need a break. There's no way we can go to Mount Takao now. Yeah. So we had a break. We did absolutely nothing. And then the next day we went to Mount Takao, which is... It's only um, 40 minutes from Shinjuku, so it's actually pretty close. This is the mountain that every single student that we've had has mentioned for us to go. Yeah. So a good way to get your students to talk is you go, oh, so where do you think I should visit? in Japan was your favourite place and I swear 80% of them said Mount Takao yeah for sure mm. yeah that, that's like the number one place everyone always says like straight away you're kind of like heading towards the mountains mm. and see all the greenery and stuff and it just looks really nice mm. and um, we took the cable car so there's a cable car there we weren't going to we were planning on walking up it but then like last minute we decided screw it we'll do that for the experience yeah, and also what I liked is because I didn't want to cable cars at the top because I thought that's kind of dumb. I want to be able to s- slowly see the sights and stuff. But it turns out the cable car only takes you halfway and then you have to walk the rest. And then walk back down. Although you can get a return ticket down, but yeah. we figured we'll walk back down. Yeah, so that convinced me because I was like, okay, we still get to see all the sights and stuff. Um, but we get to experience the cable car as well. Mm. It's the steepest cable car in Japan. Yeah. That's right. And it was 900 yen for our two two people's one-way tickets. There's like six, there's five or six different paths that you can take to the top, which is also nice because mm. it means that I guess you could go again another day and your experience Yeah, it means different. you could go like six times and experience yeah. a whole new path each time. Because for us, we went up on like a paved pathway. We didn't know which pathway we were going up. We kind of got confused by the map, so we just followed where everyone else was going. Yeah, yeah. But on the way up, it was paved, and there was... It almost looked like a walkway to a temple or something, because there are, like, these, like, lantern kind of things everywhere, and statues, like, on the way up. Mm. I'm pretty sure on the map, one of the pathways was called... Oh, what is it called when people do, like... Oh, a pilgrimage. Oh, yeah. One of the pathways was called the pilgrimage or something. I think that's the one we took, because it actually led us to a temple mm. we saw temple. a couple of temples right yeah. two temples yeah and then from there you just keep going but the other ways there's you know there's like the forest walk where you actually go through the forest itself mm. if you go around you can go next to a river as well there's all mm. these different paths so we took the main path i guess on the way up there was a lot of people walking with us um i mean it was point. pretty quiet though still like 
it was definitely like two it wasn't it wasn't it, many people as in crowded yeah, yeah no definitely not crowded but it was obviously like a known destination like yeah. it's not a hidden gem or anything it's very much of a known place yeah for sure it was apparently it's best to go in autumn that's when everyone recommends to go because all of the trees are ones that turn beautiful orange and red colors yeah but i suppose that's also when it will be busiest because it's known for its autumn coloring one thing that it said is that there are flying squirrels there, but we didn't see any. Well, we don't know if it said that. We saw there was like a couple of flying squirrel statues and then a couple of information boards that spoke in Japanese about flying squirrels. For we know what those boards said these meant extinct 200 years ago here. Yeah, who knows, man, maybe. Yeah, so we we're like looking up all the time, but we didn't see any. So One thing that freaked us yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> so I've never seen this before in my life. There are worms... They're there like are, caterpillars. There are the caterpillars or worms. I have a feeling they're silkworms. I don't um, know. Which, they hang off the trees. So, like, you'll be walking in the middle of the pathway, there'll randomly be a caterpillar just floating in the like, air. At your, like, eye level. Yeah, like, the first <laughs> time we saw it, I thought it was a piece of wood, uh, like, a, like a twig stuck on a spider's web. And then Ellie was like, no, it's, it's alive. Because it, like, it wasn't moving much, so I didn't think it was. It was moving enough to be obvious it was alive, though. Yeah, I thought that was just the wind blowing it. But then when you look closely, it's literally a worm using silk to, you know... Just float around in the middle of the pathway. Yeah. Like, leave it be. Let it have its <laughs> life, yeah? It's like a secret agent, like, going down a building, <laughs> except down the thing, down the trees. I feel like it sort of... Because we, we walked past the same one twice because we went up to the separate shrine and then back down the same path. And it was really low down the first time, and then by the time we came back again, it had raised itself a little yeah. bit. So I feel like it was going on a wee adventure to see what it found, and then it just kept on going, and it was like, oh, crap, mm. this is not what I thought I was going to get to. <laughs> and that's a, it's a lot of silk, by the way, because that was at least 10 or 15 metres. Yeah, it was a pretty high tree that yeah, it was coming from. Yeah, it was super high, and um, yeah, it was so freaky. So we were kind of thinking, man, we do not want to walk into that <laughs> just randomly. Yeah, on top of that, there's so many bugs. I don't know if this was just this area, or Japan in general, that just hover like flying bugs that just hover in spots so it's yeah. like not only are you watching out for like flying bugs now now we've got to look out for worms just swaying in the breeze yeah if you've ever seen um district nine that alien movie the bugs look a lot like that where they're just floating above the city i don't remember that movie uh, yeah it, it honestly just looks like alien ships <laughs> just floating <laughs> it's really weird because they they must be really good at um at, like balancing themselves in the air because those bugs they don't move at all, like side to side. They're literally just in that one spot. I think to like everyone listening right now, we sound like such city people, <laughs> you know? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, we took the normal path up. Um, the views on the top are pretty nice. Like, they, yeah. they weren't amazing, but you get you get to see the entire Tokyo landscape. Yeah, so on one side you can see the city, and then on the other side you can see it's got like an image that shows the names of all the mountains that you're looking at, and apparently you can see Mount Fuji on some days, although obviously we didn't. Yeah, I think seeing Mount Fuji is super rare because it's always covered in clouds, but you know, you have a chance. Technically, you could, yeah. Yeah. Said it was an average view, nah, it's actually a pretty decent view. Yeah, it was a pretty good view. Yeah. And the weird thing about, I think it's probably because Japan is so populated and it is a popular mountain. There was restaurants at the top of it. Just a couple of small ones, like a couple of ramen places and places that sold beer, and then we got ice cream. Yeah. Which is just so... 
you know, you'd never climb a mountain in New Zealand and just have a couple of, like, casual restaurants at the top. Like, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's normal in other countries, but for me that was pretty, like, man, this is not as secluded as it felt at all. The fact that you true. get to the top and yeah, there's just people eating ramen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of ice cream and stuff, when we were at the Seaside Park, that was the first time we used a vending machine here. Well, yeah, we both got ice creams. We yeah. noticed that it was... There was a line of children getting ice creams, and then we were the only two adults who got <laughs> <Yeah>. ice cream. <laughs> but so it's be, like I can't believe. I thought you know getting something from a vending machine would have been something I did in the first week. There's just took us so this many. Yeah. yeah, there's too much choice. We needed that super hot day with the beach to get the mood right to yeah. want an ice cream. Yeah, so, and also like when we got an ice cream at on top of Mount Takao, it's from like a machine. Uh, I mean, like it's a it's, person. It's, 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 yeah. Some of the human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I mean, they use a machine. It's like a soft uh, soft serve, right? But it's really interesting because the soft serve Sonia's that they use so is, is from a packet ice cream. It's like one that you buy in a supermarket and they shove it in the machine and it comes out yeah, as a soft... Yeah, but I think that they use the exact same machines in New Zealand, but instead of doing individually packaged ones, it's a giant tub that they shove into the machine and then they make like 10 out of it. I know, but it's just another example of Japan individually wrapping everything. Yeah, like, even like the over-packaging. Ice, even, yeah, even the individual ice creams that you get out of the soft-serve machine is individually wrapped. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we took the main track up uh, to the top, which mm. was, I think, like track one. And then on the way down, we took track four. Four, mm. which was the forest track and then on this track there was you know like five percent or less of the amount of people that was on the other there was one. i think i saw almost nobody does one it. person in front of us one couple passed us and then there's two ladies that we said hi to yeah compared to like the other track there was always multiple people within your line of sight yeah and this is what i liked it was it was like a completely different experience it felt like to me that was a way more authentic mountain walk yeah because there yeah. was no paved like paved road it was an actual like dirt track yeah, dirt, yeah. i definitely nice. recommend going down and not up it though because the steps and stuff are a lot more steep the steps would like i would have when we were walking down them i said i was like man i really hope <laughs> this isn't one of those ones that goes up and down several times because yeah, going yeah. back up the same steepness is like my legs not long enough to maintain that yeah we were on, on Mount Takao for quite a while, so we decided that we should probably go down and, you know, kind of make our way back to the train station. But obviously, we were still, you know, going down a new path, so we were still looking at new stuff. Mm. But if you wanted to, you could actually keep going higher up. Uh, so we had got to the top of Mount Takao, but there are other mountains in the region or mm. in that area. So you, you can take another path and go higher up onto another uh, yeah. another peak. But maybe another day. I feel like yeah. I was pretty, I was really happy with the way we did it. I think catching the cable car up left us with more energy to take multiple paths on the way down. Yeah. And to just enjoy the experience more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so on the way down, we took, uh, we were on the forest path until you get to like a point where you either have to go back to the normal path that we took before, or there, there was this other one called the waterfall park yeah. path, and we were like, okay, cool, let's see a waterfall. That would be nice. Mm. Went down the waterfall path. No waterfall. There was no waterfall here. Yeah, I mean, there were places, like, it was waterfall in that... The water, water was falling? Ha- yeah, water has to go downstream. Like, water has to fall downstream down a mountain. In that sense, there was a waterfall, but in the sense of, a, like, what you would expect a waterfall to be... There was definitely no There was, like, a little bit of a stream, and occasionally it would drop off, like, a meter. 
Yeah. Because of, like, a man-made structure. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a natural drop. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if the waterfall was actually, like, further off the park path and you never actually see it and it was just saying... Yeah, well, we were thinking maybe it was something... Like, it was a waterfall in the distance. Yeah. Um, but, and we just you know, didn't see it or something. Yeah. But I doubt it, though, because there would be signs and stuff, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we took this other path. But one thing that we kind of thought it was going to happen but then we didn't, weren't really sure but it happened anyway was that the path doesn't lead back to the train station yeah instead it leads to a town um the town's name is hachioji city hachioji is the name of the area but on the map i'm pretty sure it was called plum village no it's called hachiojo city yeah but like on the on the map which had oh, all the trail right, names right. at the end of waterfall the waterfall trek it said plum village oh, okay, so yeah. i don't know if that's just like the name of a cafe there or something yeah. or maybe it used to be called plum village before mm. it turned into hachioji city yeah um this was a weird i mean it wasn't that weird but it was just a nice small little town that like i i, I reckon a lot of people that live there probably work in tokyo but mm. they've managed to find this nice little place to live like up on the mountains and it's, it's really nice and one thing that was really that i found interesting anyway was that like the town is like underneath this giant bridge that, that yeah. goes honestly the i mountains. felt bad for those people i bet because there were so many old people in this town i bet that they bought their beautiful houses there like 60 years ago when there was no massive state highway yeah and then one day the government just built this ginormous highway like right directly on top of their houses yeah honestly <laughs> it goes right through the mountain and then it's so huge that it's just ridiculous it's like multiple like, multiple stories above their houses yeah like yeah. blocking out the sky for something yeah 100 percent. they get so much less sun than they would have if that thing wasn't yeah there. and also the amount of noise like must noise be pollution and actual pollution yeah these poor old people moved into the mountains to get some you know healthy yeah. fresh air it looked like something it looked like a structure was built over ants <laughs> kind of you know <laughs> Like well, but just because like, the size proportionate yeah, to humans honest, was pretty extreme. And, like, the buildings and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was so out of place there. Everything, you know. Yeah, because this was a town, like, a little town village area where most of the buildings were, like, single or double story. It yeah. didn't have skyscrapers. Hmm. One thing we noticed is that every, like, new house that was being built there was being built by Panasonic Homes. Yeah. And we had no idea that they even built homes. Yeah, we wonder if they're going to be super futuristic yeah. houses or what. Yeah, are they super futuristic or, like, do they just have a normal building company but do you know what happened to me a really cringy thing that i keep on thinking about was when we were walking at one point down the waterfall path there were these two ladies who had been like we'd passed them and they'd passed us like several times on this walk and they had stopped at this like shrine and were talking and i was gearing myself up to say konnichiwa to them when we walked past yeah and then right as we got to them they said hello and i responded with konnichiwa and then they said konnichiwa back and i was like oh god it's one of those things where i bet they were like amping themselves up yeah. to say hello and then i shed all over it by saying konnichiwa i don't know it's one of those things where i've been thinking about it and it's been like a week since mm. one of those cringe moments that you just wish you could like i was so like yeah you, you know the width well the other thing about that is that because you were in front of me and you walked past them and they they said hello to you uh, I, I didn't realize that you had said konnichiwa. So when I walked past them, they said kon- konnichiwa to me. And I actually remember thinking, oh, that's like, I wonder, that that, I, that was weird because I, I heard them say hello to you. So I was like, I wonder why they said hello to her, but not <laughs> hello to me. Why <laughs> no, it was all me. It's yeah. because I, I don't know what I did. I just hit a But we're thinking they're probably just as uh, cringed out by that because... 
Yeah, they were probably that, sitting there yeah. amping themselves up to say hello, and then I ruined it all by... Yeah, they're the exact same situation. <laughs> yeah. They were nice. I think that's probably one of the first times in that sort of situation. Like, Japanese people always talk to you when you're still, but I've noticed that, like, in New Zealand, for example, when you walk past someone, you always smile at them. You do that awkward, like, closed mouth smile. Yeah. But you don't do that in Japan, probably because there's too many people and your mouth would get sore from smiling that much. Well, I've heard that... In Tokyo, they don't do that, but in Osaka, they do it. Okay, and Osaka, I mean, this was a small little city, so yeah. maybe this was these people that'll from at, that city. Yeah, that'll actually be interesting to see when we go to Osaka. Yeah. But yeah, so we came out in this, like, town, and I Google mapped how to get back to the train station, and we basically just walked through the town for... It felt like forever, but I think we just, yeah. like, tired at that point. I think it was actually only, like, 30 minutes, but it honestly felt like we were walking forever because it was so hot, and there was no... On the mountain, there were so many trees that we were protected in the shade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had no idea it was that hot. Like, yeah, and <laughs> we completely we, forgotten. We got out, and it was just it was a. Also, the day. other thing is that was the that was when I really noticed or realized how unfit I was after two months of doing jack shit. What, just walking through the town, or doing Mount Dakar? Oh, walking through the town is when I actually started feeling it. Yeah, I think everything that was, the heat. was. Yeah, honestly, it was so hot. Yeah. I didn't feel unfit doing the walk. I was actually pretty happy with... I mean, I, like, at some points, there was, like, multiple... Oh, the word is, like, flights of st- stairs, like, before yeah. the temples. Like, quite steep stairs. And, like, at one point, I, like, walked up one. And I think it was the heat combined with my unfitness. And I felt, like, a little bit sick, which was, like, embarrassing because that's how unfit I am. That I got, like, nauseous from, like, yeah. walking up a flight of stairs. But... Even then, I recovered immediately as soon as I took a break kind of thing. So mm. I was like, oh, sweet. It was just steep stairs. Man, the thing that made me realize how unfit I was was how literally for like three, four days afterwards, my calves <laughs> were in pain because I haven't exercised those muscles yeah. in like so long. Um, and when you like, when you had stopped up those flight of stairs, I went up the next flight of stairs. And when I got to the top, I turned around and I said okay, now we can take a break. But I hadn't realised that you had already stopped. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'd already taken yeah, a break. I said that to some random guy that was behind me. And I looked <laughs> down and I was like, oh, what the hell? You've already <laughs> taken a break. Okay. It's because I've like, I realised, I was like, okay, you know what? I've just walked up like three steep... I don't, yeah. like, I don't even know if flight of stairs is the right word because it's not like they were one story each. Like, yeah. They were pretty like... I don't know, anyone who's done Mount Takao is like, Ellie, those are not very steep stairs. They were steep enough for my level of unfitness. Yeah, we need to do a lot more Mount Takao's before we do Mount Fuji. Yeah, sure. yeah. But, I mean, it was all good. Like, it was one of those things where we definitely were completely okay to continue. It's a good, like, this is a mountain I would totally recommend to people who have, like, no fitness. Yeah. Because I think even if you have no fitness, you can totally go up and down with ease. But also, you know, this was two months after two months of doing absolutely nothing. Like, yeah. I feel like if we had... You know, if, if everything was still normal, it would have been Even different. easier. Yeah. Yeah, this mm. is all good. This is, you know, there was literally tiny children and old ass people. I know, I so. felt like such a fatty when I was like struggling <laughs> up those steps and then this tiny ass like, little child just comes yeah. like, running after me and I'm like, oh Man, God. you can't compete with little kids' energy. You they really have can't. so much energy. Yeah. When, they r- like, when they run up that sort of steps, <laughs> I'm just like, how dare you? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that was kind of it, and then we left. Um, one thing that we definitely realized is you have to always keep an eye out for when the rapid trains are coming. So in Japan, yeah. there's rapid trains, and then there's local trains. And local doesn't mean, like, it has nothing to do with, you know, how far you're going or anything. It's just that local trains go to every single stop, whereas rapid trains miss, you know, a couple of stops in like the middle. Like, they go to the main ones. 
Yeah. So on the way there, we took the rapid train, and then Which on the was way a back, yeah. Um, and on the way back, we were on the local train, and then at one point, because we weren't really paying attention because it was taking so long, we were like looking down on our phones or whatever. And when we looked up, uh, we were at a stop, and our train was like completely empty. Everyone had left it. We we're like, "What the hell's going on?" And we noticed on the other platform there was another train, and everyone was walking in that, and we were thinking. Wait, is that a rapid train? Like, should we yeah, be going on Literally, there? the last second, I, like, spotted a sign thing, you know, one of those flashing light signs on the side that said rapid, and it was the yeah. same colour as our train. And I was like, oh, crap, Samia, that's the rapid train. Should we get on it? And then the doors closed, and it left. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it took us so long to get back home, whereas, like, those guys, it probably took, like, half the time, honestly. Less than half the time. The rapid train was so much faster yeah. than that one, like local one. So that's something to keep. Wait, the, like, less than half the time is more time. <laughs> you know what I mean? More. Wait, is it? Yeah, because that's it? less than half the time. Because we're talking about time, but at the same time we're talking about no, percentages. No, less than half is a quarter or whatever. Yeah, a quarter isn't that much time saved. A quarter of the time to get there. That's pretty good. Is a quarter of the time more, or is it less? No, if it took a quarter of the time, that's less time. A quarter of the time. If I said, if I said, would you rather walk or drive to work? It'll take a quarter of the time if you drive. You know, I mean, it's going to take less time than walking. True. I think but just... a quarter could be seventy-five percent of the time, like a no, quarter three less. Quarters. I know, but, but like it'll take a quarter of the time. Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> Alright, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that, that's a confusing uh, little thing there. No, we'll figure that. Out. <laughs> So yeah, that was good. That was but a yeah, nice wee, think, uh, couple of adventures there out in the open, out to get some fresh air. That was good. It was definitely the only bad thing about Mount Takao was the fact that you're like still, even though it's an easy like small hike, it's still annoying having to wear a face mask when you're doing a hike. Yeah, that was annoying. Just because you get so much less oxygen. So when there was no one around, I would like take little breathing breaks where I'd pull my face mask down. And then pull it back up when I saw people because I just yeah. think you can't hike, and you and I'm pretty sure I've read a few articles about how it's not actually hugely safe to do exercise in a face mask because you are getting less oxygen. But also, yeah, there, there's no point having a face mask if there's no one else there. So yeah, that's yeah. fine. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where it was definitely something that we have to now consider in like a post-COVID nineteen world, right? Yeah. That if you because if you were going to go in autumn, there'd be lots of people, so you'd have to wear your face mask the whole time. Whereas because it was pretty quiet at times, yeah, we didn't have to worry. Okay, well that's kind of it. Um, next podcast, we will be going back to work. Join us for that one. Oh, this one's a special one, by the way, because it's episode twenty. I had told myself that if we had gone to episode twenty, that would be good. <laughs> like that was my goal. That's, that's good to know. Yeah. You know, it's a solid TV. Months. Two seasons, two seasons of a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Or one season of a long, seasoned TV show. <laughs> All right, so we will see you guys next time. Okay. okay bye. bye. bye.